shall we go? You have the words of eternal light. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Beloved of God, grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Unless you are a bit sleepy this morning, you probably noticed all of the gold stars that are hanging in our narthex. They were hung for the Epiphany celebration this last Wednesday night and continue to brighten our space and draw us into the light of this season. The word epiphany means to show forth or to reveal. And these Sundays in between Epiphany and Lent are bathed in light. From last week's story of the star that guided the wise men, clear through the story of Jesus' transfiguration, which we'll read a few weeks from now, light radiates from our scripture readings. But what does all this light illuminate? What does it reveal or show forth? In a word, Jesus. The texts and hymns and prayers of this season shine a light on Jesus in order to help us see him more clearly, to understand who he is and what he means for our lives and for the life of the world. Now this might seem a little basic to you. We are Christians after all. Many of us worship every week, 
certainly we know who Jesus is, don't we? I grew up and was formed in faith in the Lutheran Church, and for many years of my life, I was pretty sure my vision of Jesus was crystal clear. I had learned it in confirmation class. I knew that Jesus Christ, true God, eternally begotten of the Father, and true man, born of the Virgin Mary, was my Lord. He redeemed me, freed me from the power of sin, death, and the devil, not with silver or gold, but with his holy and precious blood and innocent suffering and death. All this he has done that I may be his own, live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. This is most certainly true. Kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> Martin Luther's explanation to the second article of the Apostles' Creed, memorized by all eighth graders at Zion Lutheran Church, provided a lens through which I saw Jesus. And I am grateful for that. For almost 500 years, Luther's small catechism has been a helpful tool in faith formation, particularly for people in his time who couldn't read the Bible on their own. His words still resonate in me today. But what I've noticed as I have read and studied scripture over the years is that there are many ways to see Jesus, many lenses through which to look at him. This is evident in our New Testament readings today. In the Gospel reading, we find John the Baptist with some of his disciples. As Jesus passed by, John called out, Look, behold, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John wore the lenses of an apocalyptic prophet. He saw Jesus in the light of the Exodus story the new Passover lamb sent from God to save people from sin and to bring them into God's new age. John's disciples, the one who followed after Jesus, they saw him in a slightly different light. They called Jesus rabbi. They looked to him for teaching and instruction. As they spent time with Jesus, at least one of them, Andrew, came to see Jesus as Messiah. He recognized him in the light of that ancient promise of one who would come to restore Israel, like King David, and to usher in an age of justice and peace. Andrew eagerly told his brother Simon what he had seen, what had been revealed to him. Then there is Paul, whose letter to the Corinthians we'll be reading throughout these Sundays. Paul, or Saul as he was originally known, was very sure he knew who Christ was. But his vision was so distorted that he actually had to lose his sight, literally, to be blinded before he could truly see Christ. With his vision healed, Paul described to the Corinthians what he saw. Jesus Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. This was truly an epiphany for Paul, a new way of understanding God's power and wisdom defined by Christ on the cross. Each of these people perceived divine light in Christ, yet they saw him through the lenses of their own experiences. Their vision of him was not the same. This is one of the most compelling things to me about the Bible, that there are multiple narratives, not just one. 
There are multiple perspectives, not just one. And rather than diminishing our understanding or our faith, I think this enriches us, strengthens us. With a variety of perspectives, we are reminded that no one vision can hold all of who Christ is for us. I suppose that is why doctrinal statements, while they serve a purpose, are ultimately limited, aren't they? If the fullness of God truly dwells in Jesus, as we confess, then no one vision, no one statement of faith is going to suffice. This can be disorienting, even confusing, if you are, like, if you are a person who likes things clearly defined and nailed down. But I am thankful that the Holy Spirit continues to open my eyes, to shine light on my faith, to show me things I didn't see before. I am thankful that the Spirit keeps toppling the tidy little boxes I like to put God in and keeps drawing me into a living relationship with the living Christ for whom I am a witness. Now that's a word that can make us squirm, isn't it? Witness. It sounds like something a street corner evangelist does. But a witness is simply one who sees something and then tells the story. By the grace of God, you and I have seen something in Christ. I think that's why we're here. Like our biblical ancestors, we are invited to share our vision, to tell our stories of what we have seen and heard in Jesus. If we get all tangled up in whether we have the one right perspective or proper vision of Jesus, we stop sharing our stories. We stop bearing witness. This happens a lot, even in congregations. And so I will ask the question, what do you see in Christ as you come here today? What is being revealed to you? If you asked me that question, I would say that in Christ, I see the heart of God. I see a God who desires to be with us and love us in a particular way. In Jesus, I see a God who is willing to self-limit, to be vulnerable, to experience pain in order to love, to love not just some idea of humanity in general, but individual people, to love you and to love me in all our wounded imperfection. In Jesus, I see someone who knows the truth about our sin, but will not leave us trapped in it, someone who will deliver us, save us, recreate us. In Jesus, I see at the very heart of God is mercy. And from Jesus, I hear the call to be a vessel of that mercy. In Jesus, I see a divine love so resilient, so strong that even death cannot break it. And in Jesus, I see that I am and you are and this world is connected to that love and held in that love eternally. This is what I see in Jesus. This is my witness. It may not be as eloquent as Luther, but it is born of my experience of God in Christ Jesus. How about you?
When Jesus says, come and see, what is it that you behold? How have you come to know him as the spirit of God lives and breathes and moves in you? These are fitting questions and conversations for this season of light. It is our desire and our goal to create space for these conversations day in and day out here at St. Mark's. So I pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to enlighten us, to unsettle us, to open our eyes to the living Christ in whom we find our life and our salvation. Thanks be to God. Amen.